0: Hello folks, Uh, this is Jeremy. I don't usually put content warnings at the beginning of these episodes because folks pretty much know what they're getting into with any normal episode of Supernatural or Monster of the Week, and Chris and I don't normally get too crazy or out there with our jokes or discussion. However, this episode uh, revolves around the idea of suicide, so I just wanted to put a quick content warning Um, That if that's something that is uh, bothersome to you or that you have experience with or traumatic with and you don't want to listen to, this is probably not the episode for you. Um, Also, and if you're experiencing any thoughts of self-harm, remember that the National Suicide Hotline, 800-273-8255, is there for you. Um, And yeah, don't hurt yourself, everybody. Castillo, take it away. Dean,
1: if there's a spark, a hope... And I have to try. You taught me that.
0: i'm chris moser i'm jeremy greer that's not good that's just, we shouldn't do this this is terrible just, what, is, what if this is someone's first podcast okay okay
1: okay okay, okay. okay. i'm chris moser that, that's that's the wrong i'm jeremy greer <laughs> and this is monster of the week the creepy but necessary podcast where jeremy and i talk about every single episode of the tv show supernatural jeremy how are you doing here today
0: i'm doing well chris uh just you know having a great time just casually co-hosting the show like i normally do
1: doing things the way that they normally are yes absolutely You know how it is i don't know i don't know what you say after this oh we thank all the patrons you we can do. go to patreon.com slash monster of the week and mm-hmm. thank all of our lovely patrons mm-hmm. patrons patreons patrons who <laughs> give us a little bit of money every month to oh, help no. keep the lights on get some bonus shows some bonus content and access to our wonderful discord am i doing this right anyway you take over from here now right
0: yeah this is where i would normally uh kind of catch everybody up on the road so far and i have definitely written one of these so i could just easily read it back to i went ahead i went
1: ahead and um and I, I took care of this part for you oh okay. would you uh, send like it to I, me you know, so that i can read it um yeah nope nope problem that's not an issue (laughs) that's not an issue at all all. it's not gonna be any kind of a problem you would think that this far in it wouldn't be so hard to just switch roles (laughs) it's a lot harder
0: um last time on supernatural dean went to visit mary and secretly began building a malik box a device strong enough to contain an archangel but trapping michael inside will also mean trapping dean inside forever instead of thinking of literally anything else sam agrees to help meanwhile nick got revenge against the demon that killed his family but made it everyone else's problem and then he got arrested
1: how did you read that so much smoother than i do (laughs) i write these i know what they say you just came in here like you were on a fucking audiobook ready to deliver for me what the fuck
0: i've been practicing when you i, I take great, all of the words that, that you that you do and then i write them down and i read them back after the podcast so i can practice it every week just in case
1: wow that's that you put in the work you put in the work and it shows do you um, uh
0: do you want to read the the, the the episode description
1: yeah can you send it to me yeah well, um, i'm sure you I, I already mean, have I, it on. because we're not we're not changing this up at all so let me just pull this up in my notes really quick um okay so season 14 episode 12 profit and loss Written by Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross-Lemming. Directed by Thomas J. White. Aired on January 31st, 2019. And this is episode 299, Jeremy. No looking back. Sam, Jared Padalecki, indeed, Chad Ackles, must figure out how to stop the bloodshed when Donatello, who in his current condition is inadvertently scribbling the order of future prophets. (laughs) nick comes face to face with his past i didn't do a good job with that see i'm not good at reading
0: (laughs) you just gotta practice chris you gotta just practice uh, uh, you know what you're gonna be doing Um, i
1: just need to take a breath
0: i feel like it has really
1: been a whirlwind since we started this
0: it's been it's been a little crazy chris i think this is going to be one of those episodes where uh stuff pops off and by pops off i mean you and i talk about a tv show for about 45 minutes to an hour i do think it's about to
1: quote unquote pop off.
0: <laughs> um I think this episode is okay. I I yeah. have a hard time summing up summing up any real emotional reaction to it even with all of the emotional stuff that happens at the back end uh because it is just constantly brought down by what I consider to be terrible decisions on behalf of Sam mm-hmm. Winchester and Dean Winchester uh and also the B plot that is Nick who I I just I just he's like a What is the thing that doesn't die? (laughs) you know what I'm saying he's like one of those that yeah. smells bad he's yeah. like a like a fucking zombie that just like you know he how the Resident Evil dead. games like you 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 kill a boss mm-hmm. and then like a, a few levels later the boss comes back except it's even uglier and it's like now it's like more mutated because of the whatever virus the Normandy yep. or I don't remember what the fire the T virus the Normandy virus the Normandy that's virus. right the Normandy
1: virus <laughs> and you blow its leg off but it just keeps crawling at yeah, you it yeah yeah and matter. then
0: like a level later like it comes back and instead of a leg it has like a tentacle and all of the tentacles smell terrible that's Nick like it's every a tentacle
1: and a huge piece of metal
0: <laughs> i'm just so upset with every time that they i thought in my mind and i didn't actually think this but like when i saw donna put nick into the back of the cop car i thought we're done we're good no me we're, too I, I thought that too yeah. he's arrested he's going to prison surely he can get into trouble in prison but no we're i, not I do
1: thought that. that maybe because there had been like resistance against like I, I we've heard that you know jared gave up gave some resistance Uh, towards the lucifer redemption stuff so i thought well, okay maybe they're actually cutting the nick storyline short because this is kind of all that they have left um and fuck it he's he's been arrested how naive how foolish how childlike of me to to believe that nick would ever be gone um and again we've said it over and over again but some of this stuff you know seeing nick go back to his family home first of all post arrest this don't make no sense whatsoever but Seeing Nick go back to his family home, literally confronted by the ghost of his wife, um, I could have fucked with that back in season six. Yeah, me too. But again, it has been so, so long. Or when is it that Sam starts seeing visions of Lucifer? Is that season seven. On, if they had like done that back then, like, sure. Sam is mm-hmm. confronted with the fact that he's seeing Lucifer. Meanwhile, for some reason, Nick is back. And so Sam has to juggle between his visions of Lucifer who looks like Nick and then just this broken dude on the other hand. Um anyway, if you want to give me a writing credit for that one, supernatural, go yeah, ahead. Go right ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. Buck lemon <laughs> buck lemon mosier is what we're talking about today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's what they call me. <laughs>
0: uh we start out in the cold open, which is Dean Winchester trapped in the ocean in the malik box. He is freaking out he's clawing at the roof the water's starting to leak in he has his phone for some reason which seems like a i mean i guess mm-hmm. i mean if you're going into what would you bring in the Malik box chris that's a good idea <laughs> i guess my phone
1: i gotta check right? fire emblem every morning you yeah know? <laughs> like I mean,
0: I mean at least until it runs out of battery but like you know you wouldn't be able to conserve it like you would definitely be no. like i'm just gonna run the battery out immediately like i'm
1: not i think but, what i um, would bring is a um is a, not to get too dark but a gun to kill to kill myself, <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ, Chris. <laughs> That's all I
1: keep thinking. I was like, I, I mean, I, I don't know. What's what's the what's the situation here? The the cold, not the cold open, but the the road so far ends with Dean saying, "This is the only sane plan I've got." And then we're getting this nightmare of him at the bottom of the ocean. And I'm thinking, like, yo, that don't sound like it's very sane. There's got to be like a quickie move they could pull, where like they get Dean in the box, say their goodbyes. Sam gives him a couple blat, blat blat blats, and then they. Then they slam shut. They let let us ghosts get out, and then they slam shut that coffin before Michael could do any damage. I don't yeah. know, man. I I I, I, like, I just feel like that's a saner plan and than way saner eternity at the bottom of the ocean.
0: And it it, it it really does irritate me that Dean seems to think that this is the only sane plan, but only because uh Billy, who is you know, yeah. granted death, like she's one of the biggins at, at this point as far as like the cosmic organizational chart of supernatural like she's she's up there she's got a she's got a lot of like people yeah. under her or whatever she Got some
1: clout she's got some clout she's death uh
0: and I, and i kind of get it but also like dean has been willing to throw off death and and just at any point in his life like i feel like at this point dean would look at this and th- and look back at everything that he's done and think well i can definitely win this or i'm going to die trying Um, Mm -hmm. I know that there's an aspect of this of like if Dean dies then Michael gets out but like I mean some of that's not on Dean (laughs) like you can't win everything my man like you shouldn't have to to trap (laughs) (laughs) trap yourself at the bottom of the ocean. Um, in the actual episode, I like this a lot. Uh, he, it's, it's very terrifying. Um, I don't have a huge claustrophobia thing, but like when this is presented this well and like, you can see that he's just like starting to have a panic attack. He starts Mm -hmm. yelling for Sam, who of course is not around the phone dies. Um, and then he wakes up. Uh, and he's been scratching at the walls of this hotel room that him and Sam are sharing. Uh, And he's, you know, literally got bloody fingernails from doing this. And Sam walks out and was like, oh, dude, I'm taking a massive dump back here. Did I, did I wake you up? Sorry. Was that me? I'm taking a
1: huge steamer. Did the smell wake you? Did, oh my <laughs> I've also God, flushed a hundred times. The
0: vent in here does not work. It's way worse <laughs> in there, my man. I'm so sorry. Did not I wrote, mean to rip it out. You tell not in
1: the... <laughs> You can tell they're not in the bunker because there's no sinks at Sam's work. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) that's how I know they're in a motel.
0: Uh, Dean Um, is obviously distressed, and Sam kind of does his his normal thing of trying to comfort him and saying like, "I know you're scared," and and Dean is just basically saying like, "Hey, I never said I wasn't scared, but this is the only way. It doesn't matter." Um, Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, Sam has to cover the same ground, which is, "Yeah, this is you know we've." we're all willing to die here like we we've all put our lives on the line some of us have actually died before come back but this is worse than death like this he could keep you alive forever he's an archangel uh yeah. and then it's over to the bucklamain we've got a torture woman plot
1: dude it's that's what i texted you i said is this a bucklamain episode cuz i was watching this scene it's 45 minutes long i was like i got stuff to do I got to get back to work in a little while. My lunch ate this long. Um, <laughs> he tortures woman for so long. We see him pouring shit into the water. And then he's putting the woman in there. And she's all tied up and screaming. I'm like, who is this man? Who is this woman? What is he putting in the water? I thought it was going to be a plot point it's not i was like (laughs) is it acid is it gonna dissolve her is it formaldehyde? what is happening here
0: it's kind of a plot point like this is one of the things that they use to figure out like what yeah okay yeah
1: no no, you're right you're right i did put that down later but i forgot (laughs) that because this whole time when we see the second victim i was like what the what the fuck was he doing with the water
0: (laughs) um so we see this woman as chris has mentioned she's tied up uh she gets dumped into water with a bunch of salt uh there's a there's a dude there um, as she starts to die, he can, he can hear like chanting above him. Um, he carves something into her arm, which we can't see. Uh, all, so all of this stuff has happened. This seems like kind of our thing, Chris, if you know what I'm saying. Like, this seems it like, does kind of seem like, kind like of our, our kind of
1: thing. thing. Yeah. I, I will admit. I will admit. Uh, meanwhile, in the D plot, uh, <laughs> Nick. Uh, <laughs> wakes, Nick's being served food by a cop who hates him, which is just a great sentence for Supernatural. I, um I, I. I just is so what is the word i'm looking for what are like we this, doing dude what are we doing
0: it just seems so uh,
1: uh, i don't even have uh, it's bad it's, it's, dumb. Not, it's not, dumb it's, it's, so and it's dumb and bad it's just giving nick un, unnecessary screen time um dude honestly we could have like done a slow pan into like a nurse running in to nick's room finding a cop with like blood on his head and then saying, like, oh, the patient is gone, and then we realize, oh, shit, the patient was Nick. Um, and it just w- it would just mean that I didn't have to see any of this. This yeah. dude gets so much screen time. And just this is, from my experience working in a hospital, I'm not the expert. This With this one-on-one situation that's happening, it's just none of this would be allowed. Yeah. They are not taking proper precautions. And this, is, this is ridiculous.
0: So uh, the cop is serving him food, um, and he's kind of roasting Nick a little bit, saying, like, you think this food is bad, wait till you get in jail. Uh, As soon as we figure out what to do with you because you're wanted by so many people... Uh, and Nick is like, "Oh no, I was. It was not me. I was possessed by the devil." And the guy's like, "No, you weren't." And Nick's like, "No, no, that's actually true." And he's like, "I don't. know it's not." <laughs> like the cop is being. Yeah. And I feel so. <laughs> I feel so much sympathy for the cop because I also just don't want to listen to Nick talk and don't I believe any of his it. words.
1: So <laughs> I'm, I agree with the cop here.
0: <laughs> I'm a hundred percent. I know that Lucifer exists. I know for a fact that Lucifer Nick was possessed by him, and I agree with the cop absolutely that's because um, the other
1: thing is like i feel like he's in trouble for all the crimes he's done like since since he came back as nick right because like nobody remembers any of the other old lucifer shit right i don't think lucifer was on want of posters he was just like being like escorted around through the shadows from warehouse to warehouse until he finally got Sam winchester to say yes um i don't think he was out like doing crime you know what i mean, I mean he, he was did, doing biblical shit did he
0: like summon a bunch of reapers and kill them to open up one of the seals like
1: yeah it's it's frankly none of my business jeremy it just seems like like maybe
0: maybe he was out there like maybe he got a picture in the paper like even if it was a national inquiry, like maybe he was out there you know what i'm saying maybe Um,
1: but that's none of my business and i don't believe in vaccinations but i believe that
0: that man is possessed by the (laughs) devil so
1: yeah that's right of course um anyway he blames everything on satan and then he cries we're always seeing this loser cry oh my god i'm so (laughs) Um, done with this dude crying Dean and Sam are driving around. He wants to make sure, Dean wants to make sure that Sam is still like in on this plan because at every corner, Sam's like, but what if we didn't? Yeah. And Dean's <laughs> like, but we have to, we have to do this crazy thing. Um, Cass and Jack still haven't been told yet because Dean says, you know, he's not good at saying goodbyes. He doesn't want to deal with all that. He's just, he's just rolling with it. Um, anyway, Dean pulls and Paul into a parking lot. He has to go to the bathroom. The second that Dean steps out the car, sam calls cast to snitch
0: <laughs> sam stays snitching dude Steve, he stays snitching dog like it just don't like secret keeper sam does not exist like that dude couldn't uh, keep a secret uh, from uh, a fucking uh, wall anymore like i
1: from a guy who tried to like hide the fact that he was drinking demon blood for half a season like he can't keep a fucking secret um yeah, he calls cast cast are already been new he's been doing research for a while which means that sam snitched immediately um but so far he has no—he's had no luck on finding anything that could get Michael out and destroy him or anything like that. Uh, Rowena has looked through the entire book of the Damned or whatever the hell it's called, um, and she's had no luck either. Do you, we don't actually get to see Rowena. Um, yeah, we don't get then, Rowena,
0: but we get Nick. Thanks, everybody. Uh, well, thank well you. done. Uh,
1: Do you then thi- Sam tells Cass, "I've never seen Dean like this before," and that's <laughs> patently false.
0: Hundred <laughs> percent false. Sam, you one hundred percent have. I uh, do you think that Sam is using because you know he he let kissing couple he bought kissingcouples.com dot com and then he he let it yes. expire so there's it's no longer a website for uh, couples that are kissing um, but no. do you think that he's like using that that domain and that website to just to like spread the Winchester news like. Castiel and Jack are logging on and being like, "Oh my God, Dean's going to commit suicide in my link box via Archangel." Mm-hmm. I can't believe this. Mm-hmm. There's a whole post. Like,
1: it's think- like a serious editorial. He's not just giving the facts. Oh, <laughs> like, he, he's editorializing
0: he's, he's, it around. It's an op-ed situation. He's giving
1: the Sam Winchester flavor on it all. Dean Winchester is he committing suicide, himself, and I'm
0: mad about it. Top ten reasons why. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's not. It's not like you know, um, in a desperate attempt to stop Michael, Dean Winchester has blah 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 um he's like my brother's depressed again and here's blah 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 whatever it's he can't help but put emotion into it This same is treating kissing couples.net like his live journal
0: can't help it dude uh castiel thinks that he should talk to dean which i, d- I also think is true and uh sam's like no man i've it's not it's not the right time and i'm like dude sam just just turn it over like you've gotten nowhere in this in this with dean like let let's let castiel have a turn so
1: yeah hey uh,
0: Meanwhile, we're back to our serial killer um, who is Great. stalking a dude leaving a wet pipe factory. Uh, he nabs the guy. He's mumbling about firstborns and the gods of Egypt as he's cutting the dude's Great. throat. And then he carves something into his chest uh, and then hears a bunch of voices again and then says, I am the Lord. Um, and then we go back over to Sam and Dean, uh, where Dean, while driving, feels Michael trying to escape. Uh, and this sets him on kind of like a a little reminisced session with Sam where he asked Sam of like, do you remember the times when we were a kid? And Sam's like, in an extremely obvious, I do not want to talk about it. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> like the response there is like, he says like, yeah, yeah. kind of. And and Dina's like, so you do. And D- Sam's like, I mean, I couldn't be more fucking clear. Dean, <laughs> like, I do not want <laughs> to talk about this, but
1: the only thing that could be more obvious is me saying, no, leave me alone.
0: <laughs> uh. But Dean goes through the, I've not been the greatest brother. I wasn't always there for you. Uh, he specifically says, like, when John would get a little crazy or something, um, Sam tries to push back on this and says, no, you were you were always there for me. You practically raised me. Dean says he didn't do enough. And that when he was trying to make the peace between Sam and John, it probably seemed like he was taking John's side more than often
1: because um, you were like a little baby and like i didn't worry if you tried to like punch me after yeah because like you were cause, a little baby because you were because um, john were, was my dad and he was very mean
0: because you were three foot seven and not six foot seven <laughs> and i was not scared of you at all um yeah. and and dean kind of goes a little further and i don't think that we've necessarily heard this before uh and i might be wrong uh because supernatural lore runs deep nowadays but he tells sam um that you know when he would disappear it wasn't because he wanted to get away from Sam. It was because John would send him away whenever he got pissed off at Dean. And Dean looks at Sam and like, I, I think you knew that. Um, and Sam is like, hey, look, <laughs> I absolutely don't want to have this conversation with you. Like, I don't. It was a long okay. time ago. Like, I've, I've made my peace with all of this stuff. And uh, it kind of throws this in Dean's face of like, you know, if you're telling me that I should only be focused like I shouldn't think about what's happening. I should just be focused about how to get you there. That I don't want to hear any deathbed apologies. Like I don't want to mm-hmm. hear any of this stuff. Um, and I I agree with Sam. This stuff with John is really really disturbing. Especially because um and uh, apologies if you haven't been spoiled on this, but like episode three hundred, wink wink nudge nudge. A a major character comes back. Um and I it's weird that they would bring out a bunch of this horrible John stuff at a time where i don't know i just because this this makes john like Mm -hmm. literally sending a teenage boy away like to where like he's going to bobby's house
1: which seems like a vacation is he going to the cabin or something like what the fuck is happening i because in you know when i used to watch supernatural and i watched it with my father it's everybody has a different perception and i never saw john as as awful as a lot of other people do obviously i knew he was a bad dad um but i had an interesting relationship with that character like through sam and dean you know what i mean because they still had a lot of respect for him so much of season one is like trying to find him and like you just don't you just don't know everything yet but then as time has gone on more and more like i guess backstory has unfolded and we just sort of like through the 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 marks he left on sam and dean so it's like we we aren't really left with a positive impression of this dude anymore in fact it's quite quite negative um and now they doubled down on that right before uh, maybe there's going to be some resolution with that. So it's interesting. It's like, did they do that on purpose or are they just tried to make us like, I don't know. It's interesting. I guess we're going to have to see how this stuff all plays out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious. I, and I think part of that is I, I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan as an actor. Um, and so you, maybe you look past some of the, some of the shit of the character. Um, because it's just like, Oh, well, I like this performance.
0: <laughs> it's, it's the thing that happens. And I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, but when like, you are building a show like this or even maybe even a book or, you know, whatever the or a movie or whatever. And you don't have like a, you don't have consistent lore. You don't have consistent storytelling. Um, You wind up into these situations where they, they may try to make John look like, Oh, Hey, like I'm thinking about the end of season two, I think season two or season three, when he floats off into heaven or whatever, and you're like, and I even put that in, like, the, one, of the, one of the recent videos in Winchester Payne of, like, this grand moment between, you know, dad and the sons. And that, that stuff exists, but then they just throw out stuff like this. And you're like, wait a minute, this relationship that they had, like, this dad, I mean, your first priority should be keeping care of your kids. And I know, you're, I know your wife died in, like, extremely weird circumstances and set up the whole premise of the show that I'm watching, which is fiction, but also you should take care of your kids like they should be in school <laughs> and eating yeah like, you should have a normal think- job <laughs> like i'm sorry like i can't get over it in my head i'm like johnny you were you were just a fuck you were it- a selfish
1: fuck up like i they could have added any positive things that they wanted but they never did right yeah. there was this whole blank canvas of the past and we only would ever really hear about like the shitty things of dean having to take care of sam and stuff um they could have at any moment been like remember that time that dad took us to xyz or you know he stopped this hunt to help us finish our math homework or some shit they never add literally stuff like anything that for yeah. a reason i guess so it's so <laughs> i don't know so
0: weird man um so after this conversation we go back to nick uh who is praying in his hospital bed when the cop comes in it's like you should pray to god and nick's like i'm not and i'm like oh god this is <laughs> yo
1: this cop sticking his nose where it don't belong at this point <laughs> stay in the hallway bro
0: uh- so Nick says, I have to use the bathroom and the most predictable and cliched setup ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick eventually frees himself, almost kills this cop and then and then leaves. He doesn't
1: even say number one or number two. This doesn't specify, which I, you know. The cop automatically gives him a heavy metal bedpan. If it was me, I'd be bed. getting him the fucking cup and I'd be like, all right, I'll hold the cup, pee D- into it. I had to do that plenty of times. Or like, plenty of times. Just like,
0: like use the fucking bedpan. Dude, like I we like... got a
1: bed we get we used plastic bedpans. We have I, I could set you up with the commode, you know. But we ain't I ain't not, taking this cuffed taking man off. off. Dude, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I've been in this situation. I ain't doing that, you know? I'll, I'll I will put your penis in, in my hand and put that into a cup. Rather than fucking uncuff your psycho ass. I ain't doing
0: it. I just, I uh, just, uh, you know, let's call a nurse in here. Let's put two handcuffs on. Call you a nurse. and Call a fucking nurse. Call like, a nurse. I'm sorry to put I'm just a, a nurse through that. Like, they're not going to like it any more than I will. But like, it's, it, but you're not going to get loose. Uh, but he does. And the way that hospital gowns work, his bare ass is just swinging in the wind when he's running down the hallway. Mm-hmm. And I find that picture very funny because it's kind of, yeah. you know, shitty to Nick. I don't know
1: why Nick is this like, superhuman. Like, he just can do whatever he wants at all times. Like he can overpower anybody like this dude's like body was literally like burnt out by Lucifer's presence. Like, why is he suddenly a Superman? I mean, he got like shot in the leg and he's just fine.
0: He, um, you know, and the thing that frustrates me is they show him kicking this dude so hard that like his head is exploding in blood and all this other stuff. And then like they show him limping away. And I'm like, number one, if you kick someone's skull with your bare foot, like you're breaking a toe, like period. Mm-hmm. I don't unless you were like trained from birth or something to kick people correctly. I, but like I know Nick hasn't. <laughs> like he's not. Mm-hmm. He didn't go to the gym. He's not. He, he didn't go to the dojo. You know what this. I'm saying? Nick doesn't I go to the fucking shit. dojo. No. Nick he's can't never, even he's never spell a, the word. his Dave, life in the dojo.
1: No. 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 Um, yeah. They just they have a hard on for him, and it, it is what it is. We we just have to deal with it until he's dead, and hopefully that will be soon. I don't know
0: meanwhile sam has found a case uh dean good. kind of resists this at first and sam's like well it's on the way and if we can help 25 then... minutes
1: into the episode good Shh, job sammy
0: shouldn't we help uh <laughs> sam runs down the case of these two murders uh and then shows dean the thing that we as the as the viewer have not seen which is the stuff that's being, being carved into these bodies are Nokian writing so now, for like 10 minutes, the show turns into just like an average monster of the week episode where they're interviewing victims, yeah. brothers and finding killers and all this stuff about like Tony, who just started spouting off religious paraphernalia or religious like quotes and stuff like it's really weirdly written and paced. Like, I feel like they had a couple yeah. of episodes here that they're mashing together for some reason.
1: It does, Yeah, it's, it's normally this kind of case, I think, would be stretched out over the course of an episode, but we get it in five minutes. It's, they do all the investigation, um, talk to the brother of the victim. He says, oh, well, our old friend, he shows us a picture. He shows, uh, an Anokian tattoo or something like that. Then they go, okay. And then they go over to the guy's apartment. They find just the whole fucking kit and caboodle. <laughs> like everything's bad. There's, there's Anokian all over the walls. There's, there's a serial killer wall. There's actual photos from his previous crime scenes. Cause even though he thinks he's doing all of this for God, he also just likes to take pics. Um, they they spot, Dean spots like a detail in one of the photos that says, hey, this is at this warehouse, so let's go there. And then suddenly it's like, alright. We're there. Cool. We're
0: done. Um, um, we do right. have, we do have to call uh, Castiel. Dean calls Castiel, yes. and Dean's like, "Hey, I'm working a case." And Castiel just, who is not the secret keeper, <laughs> like everybody no. be snitching. Castiel <laughs> Sam, is like, "So happy for you," but Cast
1: Cast doesn't even know that he should keep it to himself.
0: Uh, he's so he's like, "Oh my god, you guys are you guys are spending time together. That's great. Like, oh, you're working a case. That's great. Look, I'm so happy that maybe you're delaying the thing." And I, you know, I'm so and Dean just wants to shut this entire thing down. Like he's like, "Look, we'll talk about." that later meanwhile what what what's what's happening like do you recognize this name and of course castile does it's one of the prophets it's the next prophet after donatello our old friend uh the kfc addicted old man donatello um and they realized that like oh well if he's dead then maybe this is the new prophet and i'm like y'all haven't i haven't set up a fucking notification like y'all just put that man in a home and then left
1: like that's mean that's Dude, it's just disrespect for Donatello. I know he's apparently brain dead and doesn't have a soul, but that's pretty rude. I mean, um, I mean but he's brain dead and doesn't have a soul because of
0: everybody in this conversation. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. If they had just left exactly. things alone, it would still be Kevin the prophet. He would still have a soul because they would have resurrected Amara by accident. And he wouldn't be brain dead if Castile had gone rooting mm-hmm. around in there. Like, it's 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 mm-hmm. all of the Winchester's faults here. Like, it's bad.
1: They, they fucked up. They fucked it up. Um, all right, time to go fight this guy, right? Uh he's about so our, our killer here, Tony, is about to just burn another person alive. Yes. Um just then Sam and Dean rush in. Sam gets a little aggro, and I thought that was gonna like be a thing. Um Sam tackles the guy, Dean's able to save the, the other the victim from being burned alive, tells him just to get out of there. Cause when, when Dean comes over to Sam, Sam has got uh Tony here in like a chokehold, and he's like not like squeezing him to death. And Dean is like, hey, Sam, stop. And then he stops. Um, I'm just, (laughs) like, the way that they, like, did that scene of, like, oh, is Sam, like, losing his cool a little bit? Like, he can't keep it together because he's so worried about Dean, but no it doesn't really seem to be anything here well, and i didn't understand like they just let the dude go
0: sam was like oh my bad and just like pushes him off to the side a little bit i'm like you're not gonna tie yeah. the motherfucker down he's killed like
1: yeah
0: a, a two and a half people at this point that you know about like what
1: he's, he's not dude good. to do a
0: chair until yeah. you talk to him um and then dean just proceeds to like yell at him and beat the shit out of him and you say like you're hearing voices in your head but it's not god i'm like well i mean
1: the, it's not so does that mean fault. that you just think he's mentally ill?
0: <laughs> yeah, like it's not, it's not really this dude's fault. Like, they, But they think that he's just being a psychotic. Oh, Jeremy, Jeremy,
1: Jeremy, Jeremy, this is, this is Buckleman.
0: Of course it's Buckleman. They're death, explicitly
1: telling us this is not a supernatural thing. He's just mentally ill and he should be hurt because of it. Because I assume that that's how they feel about mental illness. They have a, quite the track record, so I can only make these assumptions. Because when Sam and Dean show up, he says that he can no longer hear the voice of God. I just am very confused as to what they're really trying to accomplish with all this yeah, I understand and so he is this is this correct? Donatello is in a coma mm-hmm. but he so he's not quite dead, he's not quite alive according to this episode. Um, so a new prophet can't be born yet, but it, like some of that prophet shit is kind of leaking out. so the next guy in line, who's this Tony Alvarez fella, he's getting some of that stuff, but it's all jumbled up because because Donatello's Still alive? Is that is that right?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: What the fuck? And like, it's weird to me
0: that because they they figure all of this stuff out, um, and and we're gonna we're gonna get there in just a second. What happens here is that they there's another tussle. Tony ends up with Dean's gun, and then he kills himself. Um, and then they just presumably just leave, right? Like the kid that ran mm-hmm. the kid that was about to get burned is just like I'm never speaking of this again. <laughs> they leave the dead body in about wet, wet pipe factory. Everything just goes back to normal. Um but when they, they, they worry that if Tony is dead, that this might happen to the next one, the next prophet. And this is what Cassiel explains like trapped between two worlds. Um, and then, of course, Sam is like, "Well, how do we stop this from happening if it's going to happen to a next one?" And Dean's like, "You know how?" And then he like points his head. There's a lot. I might have to drop a content warning in this at the beginning Seriously. of this episode because there's a lot of suicide shit in here. I was about to make another. He suicide says, "You know
1: how?" Him. And then he points his loaded gun at a photo of Donatello.
0: <laughs> it's weird that that's like on your like, visor, okay, Dean. Dean. <laughs> it's weird that it's me, John, yeah, he, he you, pulls and down Donatello. The visor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he pulls out the visor, there's one photo paper clipped to it, and it's Donatello. What is that's a weird
0: one. I kind of expected Lisa or Cass or somebody. I didn't I didn't think a- it would be anybody else. Interesting. <laughs> that girl that was like really into your nipples. I thought it would be somebody, but yeah. no so it's Donatello. Nope. Um Donatello, all right. Dean also mentions he d- he drops a Hannibal reference, uh, which is very apropos because I am uh waist deep into a bunch of Hannibal rewatch stuff right now. <laughs> okay, nerd. Um
1: now it's time for Nick. Nick. Um, Nick goes back to his old house from, yes. you know, season five, and we see those flashbacks of um, uh, the baby, ghost baby crying, all that stuff that we saw way back in season five, as if breaking out of the hospital and traveling like across the country to your old house would just be fine. Not only did he overpower this, this cop and, and apparently an abandoned hospital, um, but he also managed to get out of the building from there. Like, the, the people, The staff who work there, they know that there's um a prisoner <laughs> a murderer <laughs> in room 6 or whatever <laughs> like they're going to be they, you ain't just walking out of there anyway apparently he did he got a ride he got to his house no big deal um he has those all those flashes and then he actually literally sees the ghost of his wife and in the the absolute blunder of the century he doesn't even recognize her he thinks it's lucifer bro. Um, bro. no because because <laughs> she she came to him or lucifer originally came to him as his wife so when he sees his the ghost of his wife he gets so excited he goes oh lucifer it's great to see you again she's like no you idiot i'm your wife <laughs> she's like does do
0: these jeans make my ghost butt look fat and he's like no <sighs> lucifer not at all and she's like no who is lucifer, lucifer? who are you talking about who was that white. Uh, this is, Um, this is, this has a really, I think this has potential and I can see why they went with this idea. I admit mm -hmm. that I was, as soon as he walked back in the house, I was like, oh, of course, like it's an unfinished death or whatever. Like why did, why have I never thought about this before? This makes perfect sense. Again, Mm -hmm. it feels more thematically appropriate like many seasons earlier than this. There's no reason for this stuff to be happening now um, in my mind. Like to me, this is just taken away from what is a very earnest plot with Dean and Sam and Castiel and like Dean's whole plight at this point. Um, But instead we get a bunch of uh, Nick crying crocodile tears and saying how much he missed her, saying that he killed the demon slash cop that killed her. But she's like, no, this isn't, you don't actually believe any of this. Like you thought I was Lucifer. I'm still here because you want, you wanted to find Lucifer. Like you're the only reason you're here. You're not trying to find your family. You're trying to find him. So the only way that I can leave, leave if is if you reject him. And at this point, Chris, like this whole Nick thing just became so fucking absurd that I can't help but laugh at the mm-hmm. hilarity of it. Like him literally in, like doing the fake tear thing and her asking her, asking Nick to reject Lucifer. And he's just like, Nah. (laughs) And it just walks out. He just leaves. I can't
1: just lie to give you peace so you can pass on because this is your unfinished business. And then he goes, I'm going to go find where it's darkness. That's where he is and in my mind he doesn't leave the house he just like goes into the basement but we don't ever see him again so he
0: doesn't he doesn't come back up and i i am just floored with how cheesy that line is number one and then like him just being like nah like do you think if dick was like i reject you lucifer and then lucifer happened to come back to life lucifer would be like well you did reject me that one time so i can't i can't fuck with you anymore
1: because of my wife bro it was my wife (laughs)
0: I um My wish- old ball and
1: chain. She was nagging me like always. <laughs>
0: Uh, lucifer's know- like,
1: yeah. This is why I left you.
0: Yeah, this is this is why I do not I do not like this Nick, voice you- that you're in.
1: Nick, I'm the king of suck, but you suck.
0: Yeah, I don't know how. I think being in you made me worse. How did that happen? Yeah. That doesn't seem I right. Was cool when I was in Sam. <laughs> I was super cool when I was in Sam, and then I jump in you and then I was
1: buff. I was hot. I was wearing a white suit. I was I was all impressive and shit. Now and then I went into you. I went into Nick, and I started acting like a dickhead. Now my son won't call me. This is all your fault, Nick. It's
0: all Nick's fault. That's Nick made Lucifer bad and supernatural. Pass it. Pass it down, Chris. Ooh, um, pass it. We should note that they did not get the original actress back. She was she was busy. So this is this is some other random person. She, she, oh, was, she
1: was too busy to play Nick's dead wife.
0: Yeah, she was uh, probably at this time. Yeah, she was on Scandal. Doing literally anything else. Yeah, she 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 has a, a, a very prosperous career that doesn't involve being somebody's dead wife. So props to her. Um, yeah, good for her i what happens here oh that's it we don't we don't ever go back to this so sam yeah, and dean man. show up to the nursing home that they stashed donnie in and are, are to like put him down dude. let's go fucking kill this old man and the doc is like i think He's this is a, a good dog. idea <laughs> <laughs> this is so mean um yeah. and that's where we get a surprise to see uh dr novak aka castiel mm-hmm. with his uh other trench coat on um <laughs> and then he's just got a doctor's coat over his over his church church coat coat. yeah exactly (laughs) this is how clothes work dean (laughs) you just keep putting them on Uh, people won't
1: know that i'm castiel if i'm not wearing the trench coat
0: Uh, The doctor says like there's been no improvement in Donatello uh, except for some muscle spasms and some mumbled words Uh, you can't say the words mumbled words around Sam Winchester without him wanting a video of it so he goes off to look at that giving (laughs) Castiel and Dean an opportunity to talk to one another Um, and, and you know I'm I, don't, I think that they've run out of ways for Dean to be like, it has to be done, or, or for anybody mm-hmm. to try to talk to him out of it, talk him out of it. So, like, this conversation feels extremely pointless. Not pointless, but it feels, like, belabored in a way that I was like... It's I, like, I, oh, we're
1: just doing this again, huh? Yeah,
0: like, I, it, I normally really like Dean and Castiel because there is a, a, a certain openness that Dean gets when he talks to Cass that I don't think is there with Sam, but he's so one-track-minded about this that that doesn't seem to be here, and it's just... I don't know. Like, I just, I was watching this conversation unfold, and I'm like, I don't care about any of the things that you're talking about.
1: This this episode also kind of makes it seem like Cass likes Dean, but Dean does not exactly. give a shit Exactly, yeah.
0: Cass. Which I think is, like, like the okay, first man. time that, that I, I felt like that. Like, even when he's, like, yelling or mad at Castiel, like, you could tell he's mad because a friend betrayed him, or somebody, somebody close to him betrayed mm-hmm. him. It wasn't because he didn't like him. You know what I'm saying?
1: I, yeah, yeah. It's very odd. That's all. I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. Cass gets gets done dirty in this this whole thing. There's always um. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It's just every time that Cass calls, he's like, "Oh, it's so great to hear from you, Dean. I've missed you so much." And Dean's like, "Yeah, whatever." yeah it, put bacon on the phone it's like me
0: talking to my grandmother when i was 13 like completely not appreciative of <laughs> yeah. how much that woman loved me yeah. and should have been way more and, and and like looking back now i'm like god damn dude that was an opportunity and i fucking blew it like i was thought, i thought i was too cool for grandma but mama was mm-hmm. not too cool for me and she loved me dearly like that's what that's what yeah. i feel like this relationship is right now like dean's being a little bit too cool for school um but you know it's buckling me, so also true. Uh Sam comes back with the video of Donnie talking to nokian and it's the same Guys, st- check this out. It's the same stuff. I, fi-
1: I filmed this comatose guy. Wasn't that cool of me? Like, and that's the normal doctor did that.
0: Like, just held this video yeah. held this iPhone yeah. camera above the, the above his patient. Like, is that are you putting this shit on TikTok, Doc? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Is this, with like, this? is this going in his chart or are you just being weird? That's so fucking strange. Um so they decide that because of this. Castiel says, well, this is his brain trying to put the pieces back together, trying to rebuild itself. And if that's true, then there's potential for me to um, fix him. And Dean's like, are you sure? Blah, 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 blah. And I really like this line from Castiel, which is where he says, if there's a spark uh, or even just a small hope, I have to try. You taught me that um really damn. really turning around on dean winchester who suddenly you're flipping the script all of a sudden Who was absolutely trying to kill himself the entire episode like it's i mean it's uh, I, yeah anyway um yeah i think it's very funny when they walk in and the doctor's in there like about to pull the plug on this poor old man and they're like get the fuck out of here we don't need you at all
1: mm-hmm. I'm like damn all right y'all ain't got to be rude about it he's doing what you asked him to do <laughs> <laughs>
0: um Sam and Dean are waiting outside and Sam tries to draw a parallel between Donnie being trapped within two worlds and the possibility of <laughs> Dean being under the ocean, possessed by Michael, mm-hmm. keeping him alive. And Dean is just like, shut don't up. I want to hear it. Do you want me to start talking about John Winchester again? I'll do it because you were uncomfortable I'll with that it. and I'm uncomfortable with this. Guess what? Mom made me Winchester surprise and you don't even know what that is. Nah.
1: he's like, no, I, what? Huh? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> um... Anyway, they they bring uh, Sam and Dean back in, and um, Don's, like, you know, coming back from the brink, I guess. He's alive. Um, Dean immediately thinks, let's take him off his life support just to see how he does. Um, And miraculously, uh, Donatello comes back to life. He wakes up, um, and Cass reminds us that, yeah, you know, he's back to normal, but, like, normal in quotations, because Donatello still doesn't have a soul and and we jump ahead a little
0: bit to where like Donnie's sitting here eating some grape uh jelly and Castiel I, I this line delivery on do you want some more grape jelly he says it in like his deepest castiel voice like he is like like just real like I can't, mm-hmm. I can't even do it like it's just like a real real deep you want some more krypt? I mean it's so fucking weird and Well, like... I guess
1: doc- Dr. Novak is a heavy smoker. So yes, that's that's what it is. Yeah, he's a pack a day easy. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah.
0: But Donnie Tyler says that he doesn't want that. He wants uh, a bucket of KFC chicken instead. Um He cool. he asks dean like what happened did i work too hard and pass out and dean's just like you know what i'm gonna let castiel explain all of this to you because it's his fault <laughs> that he's like this um and then dean walks out to find sam winchester uh not properly icing down his beer i don't know if these boys just really like warm ipas in the in the, in the evening or what <laughs> like something
1: just another warm six-pack between the boys you know oh what man is this, what is this
0: england can't drink we can't wait to drink up some like you know warm pine saw flavored alcohol like what the fuck is this i don't i don't understand it um yeah but uh sam is is being sarcastic chris he's got a Ooh. little edge Ooh. to him he's like sarcastic s- sam be a little snarky you know a little snarky sam mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? that
1: was, warm beer is really going to his head <laughs> he's had a half a beer and he's ready to fight somebody um but this is where this is where shit starts to kind of like get real for a minute. Um, you know, Dean says he feels good because they just saved Donatello against save in quotations. Um, and, you know, hey, we're going out on a high. This is good. And Sam is like, dude, you saying that we're going out on a high makes it seem like you're throwing in the towel. Um, and Sam's whole kind of like perspective here is that you weren't even willing to consider other options, let alone you have just you've just resigned yourself to this. Um, and Dean is like, well, yeah, that's, I mean, it's my sacrifice. I'm the one who has to suffer. I will be the one suffering more than anybody. So if this is my call, then that's my call. Um, and Stan- Sam, I start, when I started taking my notes on this part, I kind of was seeing Sam almost as like guilting him out of this. At this point, that's okay. You can guilt your brother out of not killing himself. I'm, I'm actually think that's probably good. Um, it's okay to use guilt in that situation. Um But Sam starts saying, like, you you know, you're just going to be throwing everything away if you let this happen. Like, all the time I spent looking up to you, copying you, trying to be like you, all the times that, you know, I followed you into hell and back, and everything that we've done together, saved the world, everything, you know, we've sacrificed for each other and for everyone else, and all this stuff. You'll be throwing that all away if suddenly we're at the end here, you just say, "Uh, screw it, I give up. Um, Sam says, we're the guys who saved the world. We don't just check out of it. Um, and I think Sam slash Jared very much gives the um, "always keep fighting" speech here, um, which I'm not You know, he's saying, "Hey, don't kill yourself." He's he's like impassionately giving that message, um, which I'm you know I'm not I'm not going to fault that at all.
0: No, and I, I like how passionate Jared gets during this performance. Um, he gets kind of handsy with Dean. He starts kind of pushing on him a little bit. Um, I think that they really wanted to make this seem like Jared was a little bit out of control. Like maybe the, the booze do, actually did go into his head, go to his head. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know if that's what they were going for or not. Like maybe those were empties on the, like maybe he just walked outside of the, the nursing home and just fucking killed a six pack all of a sudden. And now he's pissed. Um, yeah. Cause it has, it has that vibe to it, right? Like he's cause he's not, he doesn't seem, Sam doesn't seem like in control of himself as he usually does when he's having these kind of conversations. He's, he's very much putting it all on the line and it's, It is emotional. Like, I I like it a lot. Like, are you going to make me throw away everything that we stand for? Throw away family. Um, And, you know, again, like that getting kind of handy uh, and like grabbing him by the, the, the shirt or the jacket. And then finally he kind of just like roughly says, I believe in us, Dean. And then punches Dean in the face. Um, And then like, as they're scruffling, like pulls him in and like hugs him in this big, like brother hug moment and says, why don't you believe in us too? Uh and I feel like this is the uh, this is the line of the show, easily. Like this is mm-hmm. this is the thing mm-hmm. that and it works. Like it wins Dean over. Dean says, Okay, Sam, let's go home. Um, and as Castiel, you know, starts walking up, he tells like kind of a bewildered Sam, who did not think that this last ditch effort would work. He just was kind of laying it all out there. Um, Dean says, like, you know, maybe Billy is wrong, but I I don't know that. But I believe in us, I believe in all of us. Um, and he says he'll keep fighting. And he'll keep going until he can't no longer. But at that point, they have to promise that they will let him go, that they'll put him in this box. Um, and Sam agrees. Sam makes that promise. Castiel is strangely quiet on this matter, who, which makes me think he will not agree or be a part of this process at all. Yeah. Um, they, don't, they just
1: keep not including Cass, and he's really sick and tired of it. He's
0: just standing there. like. Uh, and where's Jack, by the way? Jack seems like he should be involved in this. Um, Jack, yeah, he's, they locked him up somewhere, I think but i i think this is this is a really powerful performance from Jared Padalecki um it's more emotional work than they've given him to do in quite some time because he's kind of been the person to, to he's been the chief like he's had to pull himself back and he's had to kind of be a mother hen slash chief as he's you know making sure Dean is doing okay post getting possessed by Michael and all this other stuff so i was happy to see some of this get like worked out and i really like the idea of him convincing Dean with, I believe in us. Why don't you like, that seems Mm -hmm. like the thing that would get to Dean is like, Oh, I'm not just leaving my brother behind. I'm breaking his heart and I, I I can leave him behind. I can sacrifice myself if I know he's alive, but if I know that he's going to be alive and I'm breaking his heart, then I probably can't sacrifice myself. I think that's, that's, Mm -hmm. this is all good. This is all good pathos.
1: This is all good. And I wish that we had kind of gotten here in a, little bit of a better way, because I think that this seems really nice. It just sort of is like plopped in the middle of a lot of back and forth. I don't know. I, none of the other stuff really ever fully landed. Last episode, I was more excited about the mystery of what Dean was up to rather than any of like the consequence of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And I, I think because it just seems so far fetched and so drastic and dire, I was never. I mean, I've kind of jokingly offered up a hundred other solutions for what they could do. Um, because it just seems like it, it's such a bad scenario. It's I mean, Dean went to hell before in a in a last ditch effort to bring back his brother because he thought I can't live without him. I'm a failure if I ha- if I don't save him. Um, and he's he does it thinking, oh, well, I've got ten years to go. Well, you know, it was just one of those things, and he did it, and that was like the big, big bad thing that Dean did. Um. And then to have it just be like, well, okay, Billy said so. So I, I, I guess I got to do it. And we talked about this last episode as well. Like, they've changed fate before. Like, they, sh- yeah. they should try to do it now. I think that'd be good if they could do that now.
0: Like, I guarantee you that um, original death, um, scary skeletal death, had the same books, like, had the same library. Um, and I guarantee you that when they stabbed him with his own scythe, all of those books changed right <laughs> like yeah like I I, say, I mean, yeah, they probably. have proven time the show has been so much about like i mean they, they, that's why they call it team free will like it's been they have proven that the future is mutable that you can that you can change every, the world around you if you put enough effort into it which i think is why i'm so frustrated at dean um even if i like this a whole lot and if this is dean like you know what you're right mm-hmm. i was wrong Let let's get this together i'm into it um i just in the moment did did not like it so maybe this is one of those things uh, I, of like i will look back on this and go like oh they had to go through these moments of dean being a jackass so that they could bring him out the other side and to be a better person and i and i like that like maybe the future character redemption stuff will work for me like maybe all of this will work in the light of some potential character redemption thing
1: right and i think we mentioned it last episode a lot more that you know, Dean still has Michael inside of his head right now, and I assume that that's putting quite a strain on him. And maybe if they had leaned into that a little bit more um, to really remind us to really. I mean, I, and I, I think Jensen actually is kind of acting in his face. He's a little bit more haggard, a little bit more worn down and not just in the usual way, as if this is taking a physical toll on him, um, because I imagine that would really explain a lot of Dean's sort of just resignation for this. Like I don't even want to deal with this. I would rather Michael just take control inside of this box and have everybody be safe than to keep trying to hold him back. Um, and and I do think that's a factor that is playing into Dean's uh, decision making here. But I just wish that they had maybe reinforced that a little bit more because on the surface it's kind of just like it just seems so so crazy and and so I don't know drastic when it when maybe there's still options. Um, I mean I know the spear's broken and but they've the archangel blade is around somewhere like there's there's ways like get naomi get no naomi on the horn you know she's up there in angel angel heaven mm-hmm. or whatever maybe she's got a sweet sword you could use or something i don't know
0: yeah i just and again like now i'm now i'm, I'm putting the hope in myself that like whatever it, however they're going to get out of this this one um will make it will will open up something in dean so that he doesn't keep doing this so it it, it ends yeah. this like tendency to want to sacrifice himself like cuz i want i and want and we've got dean winchester to be the badass like i want him to be right, the right. the guy that's like fuck you know fuck fate the the way that he has done since i feel like the beginning of the show in one form or another
1: and i know that like really broken traumatized heroes are very attractive to audiences and i don't know if they've leaned into that a little bit more rather than just having him be like um more of a kick-ass action hero um because that doesn't always you know that can get old right um I don't know I think we did the broken we, we broke a man thing for a long time if we're repeating everything else basically at this point just let Dean be cool again you know what I mean just let um, Dean
0: let be, to make Dean do Chester cool again he, des-
1: <laughs> he deserves it like let him chill let him be, let him be a cool guy just um, let him be chill you know you, you gotta assume something's going on with Lucifer they're not gonna just drop this shit like are we gonna get a Lucifer versus Michael showdown at some point is this how we're gonna deal with things I don't know um, throw Nick in the box Nick in the Not box. even Lucifer, just Nick. It's my Nick in a box. Ooh. Just drop him at the at the bottom of uh, um, at the bottom
0: of the ocean to finish the episode out. Uh, because I I want to mention this. Um, they after they they have this moment, um, where he says that he believes in everybody. Um, Dean says, "All right, you heard me. Let's go home." And then, like, almost under his breath, he's like, "And don't hit me again, okay?" <laughs> and I just I think yeah, it's yeah. really funny. Um, and then they all pile into the the Impala. Uh, and I guess Castiel is just leaving whatever hoopty that he he stole from the Bucker Boys to drive over to this nursing home. He's just going to leave it in the parking lot and say, okay, bye. Because Castiel just gets in the backseat of the Impala, which I think is very fun.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the um, episode.
0: That's the episode. I don't have uh, a lot more to say as far as final wrap ups, because I think I said most of what I have had to say throughout the episode. I just... Mm -hmm. this is just kind of a weird episode and season 14 continues to be weird. Like it was really strangely good. And now it's kind of become this other thing that it's the most non supernatural season that I felt that we've had so far, if that makes any sense. Like I feel we're less and less connected to even like the mythology stuff, like even the angels and the demons and stuff. I feel like we're not even really connected to a lot of that anymore. And I'm, I'm struggling with that just a little bit. Like, I feel like the show may be struggling with its identity at this point. And I don't know that mm-hmm. this could also be, and this is just me speculating. Like, Hey, maybe that's the re that's, that's why some of these conversations started happening around like, well, let, let's talk about ending this. Right. Um, because like maybe if the show is struggling in its identity at season 14, we don't need to do a season 16. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe yeah. we could just be yeah. done with it and or, or just take a break and, or reboot it or reset it or whatever the fuck. So, um, yeah that's my thoughts about this episode. Do you have any final thoughts
1: yeah no i th- I think I'm right there with you um obviously, there's some good stuff in this episode, but it does seem like the show is almost buckling under its own weight or or maybe that's not the right expression like it's it's been diluted to a certain point um where sometimes it feels like it it it's really strong and it's really supernatural and it feels good and the characters are great and other times it just sort of feels like forty five minutes you know, and that's it mm-hmm. um but we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes we will as always there's hope there's hope for future episodes yep um
0: chris this is where you normally um talk us out of the podcast so i i, I don't, I don't think i remember i don't know why i don't remember you. the final bits yeah yeah well. you normally talk um, about like where we can be found on the internet we run people about um, the patreon and the merch store yeah, and then you so tease the next you, episode know, and then you, you i, I can i can't you have
1: to do it you have to do it okay. i'm too nervous
0: um Thank you, everybody, for listening. We very much appreciate it. Thank you for communicating with us on various social media feeds. Uh, We are just about everywhere that a podcast could possibly be, so check us out. You can find links to, I think, everything on monsteroftheweek.cool. That includes our Patreon, where you can donate to us directly and support the show. That includes our merch store, um, which is great. That's super cool. Go check that out. and then we have all kinds of cool designs, and then also just you know we make jokes. I made a TikTok video this weekend that apparently upset a lot of people.
1: Oh no! In a yeah, in a, vis- yeah, in a um, visceral way, nobody it liked it upset, except me. Upset. I thought it was
0: hilarious, and everybody was like, "That is creepy and bad. I do not like it." I'm I mean, like, I oh. thought
1: it was, I thought it was great. I thought it was great, but I didn't think it was funny. <laughs> i thought it was it was was unsettling
0: i made a tiktok video so bad chris didn't even like it so go check us out on tiktok everybody (laughs) uh we will be back next week to celebrate the 300th episode of supernatural and an episode that is teased by saying jeffrey dean morgan returns for the 300th episode (laughs) damn damn so if you weren't spoiled before you certainly are now bye everybody I don't feel bad doing that. Like, that was everywhere. You couldn't, couldn't possibly yeah, miss that. Yeah, you couldn't that. get away from it. Yeah, you couldn't like get I'd, away from it. And I, you know, hey, sorry.
1: <laughs> Hello. Reading.
0: Greetings, Chris Moser. Or am Hail. I talking to the uh, the famous sword guy from Lord of the Ring, Aragon?
1: A- Aragon. Yes. Is this is this uh, Aragon? Hi, Do I have him in the in the stew? Hi, this is Aragon. Um, often confused with Aragorn um <laughs> do You ever read? Did you ever read those books, Jeremy? Aragorn or Aragon?
0: I don't know what we're talking about a-
1: anymore. A- Aragon, Aragon—those books that were writ- written by like a fifteen-year-old?
0: <laughs> I don't think so. Although uh, the, you know, the name you have is obviously—any what I'm talking about? No, I'm looking up Aragon right now to see.
1: That was in middle school when these books came out. It's an um, autonomous a- company
0: a, 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 and autonomous community in Spain.
1: So. I, think the, uh, I think the author's name is Christopher Paolini or something like that. They made a movie out of it, too. Uh, and from, from what I know, the, I mean, I did see the movie when it came out. It was really bad. Oh, Aragon. And I, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> a lot of people, I think a lot of people like those books, but it was put on like a summer reading list for us when we were in middle school because it was like, hey, it's fantasy for like, you know, younger people. Again, it's written by a 15 year old. Um, and I remember reading it one summer, seventh, eighth grade, or something like that. And I was like, "Yeah, I can tell he was fifteen. I know he was." <laughs> can I? This, uh, I don't. I don't think this is very good. <laughs> can I? Can, can I read you this? Yeah, um, hit me.
0: Christopher, Christopher started reading fantasy books when he was ten years old. At the age of fourteen, as a hobby, he started writing the first novel in a series of four books. But he could not get beyond a few pages because he had quote no idea where he was going. He began reading everything he could about the quote. <laughs> Art of writing, and then he plotted the whole inheritance cycle book series.
1: <laughs> it was just Great. that easy, Chris. Right.
0: It's just uh, that simple. After a month of plotting out the
1: series, he started writing the draft of Aragon by hand. Cool. Nothing is ever uh or you're never you're never cooler than you are. Um I'm saying this totally wrong. Let me take three. Okay. Um You never think you're cooler than when you're not cool at all. Right. Okay. Nailed it. Uh, That's all folks. See you next time. That's it. When you're in like middle school or high school and you think that you're like the coolest shit ever. Like I had just, I had read Lord of the Rings. I had read Stephen King. So now I'm like, I don't like that baby shit. I'm cool. Yo, Harry Potter. Fuck that shit. I'm over it, dude. I don't care anymore. Meanwhile, I'm fucking 14 years old. Uh, I still have baby teeth at that point, Jeremy. (laughs) and now as an adult i'm like yeah i'll watch 300 episodes of naruto that shit's cool i don't care
0: <laughs> um liz rosenberg of the new york times book review criticized Ergon for having quote cliche descriptions b-movie dialogue awkward and gangly pose however she concluded the review by noting that for all its flaws it is an authentic work of great talent <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> sure but for all of his flaws this kid's in eighth grade and this he's homeschooled kid. so He's, you know, he's. I have a hard enough time in life being homeschooled. The Wikipedia
0: page um, just has pictures of things that he was inspired by, like Beowulf. All right, <laughs> and and Montana. <laughs> like that that I, don't make you special. Like I, I wish I was joking, but there's literally just a picture of Montana, and it's like, yeah, he was. He received inspiration from Montana. Uh, I'm like the whole fucking state, dog? The whole. Do you mean Hannah? no montana? i mean montana the fucking montana, state. montana yes. the state where the united states there's a river there
1: okay wow um anyway I that's the most podcast action that guy's gotten in a while right
0: i didn't i didn't read any of those books and i really thought i was saying aragorn and i was prepared to interview you as if you were aragorn i was going to ask you a bunch of aragorn lore questions but
1: i was just watching a lord of the rings video earlier and and i love to quote youtube videos that i've watched as if um, I'm the one who possesses all this Lord of the Rings knowledge. Sure. Um, oh, God. What, what was it? Oh, it was about how... I, and I think I actually may have talked about this previously. Um, how there's supposed to be a big uh, one-on-one fight between Aragorn and Sauron at the end of Return of the King. Like, the movie version. Uh, and then at the last minute, they were like seems pretty corny let's not do
0: that let's not do this they had the it was going to look a lot like the jensen and uh mark pellegrino fight from the end of season 13 right they just did a it of on wires, wires. <laughs> yeah. crouching tiger and hidden dragon had just come out so that, you know what's his name yeah. peter jackson yeah. was like oh i could pull this off this is no this is no sweat gang i got, i got a wire guy it's no, no problem right, right. whatsoever
1: i don't know if you remember like right before they go and like attack the, the forces of mordor or whatever when aragorn gives his big speech and then he turns to everybody and he says for frodo um that was that was supposed to be a fight a one-on-one fight against sauron but instead it's this emotional thing about how um you know they're they're serving you know a greater good and all that stuff and the true evil is the ring blah 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 um anyway what's up how you doing oh, I'm, I'm doing good
0: man i'm uh,
1: i haven't spoken all day i can't believe i just came in with this much heat about christopher paolini
0: i um... that's even his name i don't remember at the at the risk of being a little TMI, um, I I went to jump in the shower this morning, and I was like, "Wow, that something hurts on my leg." And I looked down, uh-huh. and uh, hopefully it's not a spider bite, <laughs> uh-huh. but there, but there's a really weird looking like hurty place. Uh, and it is, and I'm sorry, everybody, directly next to my Johnson and, Johnson, uh-huh, uh-huh, my Johnson uh-huh. and Johnson, which is what you it's know, not we, a place.
1: All, it's not a place you want anything anything to be ever. It, no Uh, it could be it could be a bug bite you know mosquito it could just be um, i've got i've
0: got do not perceive this (laughs) carved into my pubic Um, hair so
1: yeah so (laughs) it's hard to keep track of stuff you know Uh, our audience is mostly Um, women
0: right they'll get a kick out of this conversation
1: (laughs) i bet i bet they love us yeah i don't know how yeah we, we we've gotten away with quite a lot on this podcast we should be very grateful to the people who listen to us who endure us people will always message us and it's like the sweetest thing ever yes when people are like oh you know you made my day i i'm laughing at work or whatever uh, and i love that because i used to listen to so many podcasts and be like oh my god i'm like i'm dying laughing i wish i could tell this person that um but i don't i don't tweet at people mm-hmm. ever i everything is about me that i tweet so <laughs> um i can't interact with others you
0: don't ever just like at somebody unless they have already added Mm -mm. you before yeah Mm
1: -mm. yeah i'm too nervous even like my friends i'm like i'll go to respond to something you say and i'll go what if he doesn't know i'm kidding what if i sound like a big dick i don't want (laughs) to do it i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna post it what
0: if i (laughs) added you about my spider bite that's directly next to my johnson and johnson
1: i'd I'd at you back bro i'd at you back
0: okay well that's good that's good (laughs) i didn't know if you'd be put off by that or not i didn't know i didn't know what the story was
1: Hey, if it's if it's coming in my in my menchie's, mm-hmm. I'll at you back, Good. or I'll like it, or I'll just like it if I don't know what to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, liking and like likes are free, but there's definitely like a line where I'm like that doesn't deserve a like. <laughs> that's that's a that's not a i don't know i just don't feel like like it and then sometimes i use it to be like i have seen this post and i have acknowledged the supposed to (laughs) exist but i do not want to respond to it in any way Mm -hmm. i'm glad Mm -hmm. they've introduced that to text messaging now so i can just like somebody's text message and not have to come up with some sort of response that has the Uh significant possibility of causing the person to respond to me as if i wanted to continue the conversation which i do not
1: i yeah who was i was just talking to somebody uh, and I realized at a certain point that I was the person who was continuing the conversation when they Ooh, didn't want to, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, but I don't, I don't want to either."
0: <laughs> My bad. I was, just,
1: I was trying to be polite, and now I realize I pushed it over the edge. What have I done? <laughs> That's really, really funny to I'll me. Have, so yeah, I'll sometimes like this used to happen more on Instagram, and you can like Instagram comments now. Um, where I post a picture of something, and some people will be like, Oh, yeah, I love this game, blah, blah, blah. Some people would offer some criticism, or not criticism, but just, like you know, they would engage a little bit, saying, Hey, should I check this game out? Sounds like you really enjoyed it, whatever. What do you think? Um, and then other people will, <laughs> I don't know, they'll just say, Really? Like, either they'll just ask for stuff. Hey, can I, like, can I have one of your games? No, you can't. Or um, they'll that's just say really something. That's really strange. That
0: like, like, that's the. Um, like, you're oh, not yeah. a company, right? Like, I mean, it's not like. Yeah. Bamco is posted in there, like, hey, hook me would, up with a free copy of you know Naruto yeah. the video game or whatever.
1: People would DM me and be like, um, "Hey, bro, where did you get that?" And I'm like, "I don't know fucking Amazon.com." and yeah, the, the fucking 2012. internet, dude. I don't know. Just <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, where did I get it? And they're like, "Oh, like maybe like would you ever like want to sell that?" I'm like, "Again, you can like go to GameStop. Like, just go this is rare. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you just, Why are you asking this me? Is this like, is not. It's fourteen ninety nine. Stop trying to be weird." This is very strange. People are just like, I don't know, because there's a difference between, like, I have nothing. Wouldn't it be cool if you could, like, hook me up? Um, And then the people who are just, I don't know, they're just being weird. I I guess because if you post enough stuff, like because my Instagram is me posting, like, video games and manga and stuff. So um, people just assume maybe that, I I don't know. You got to connect. I work at a... I work at a Barnes & Noble. <laughs> <laughs> like No, I do I not. Even, I, just, I don't even I just, know what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> I just live there on the weekends with my girlfriend. Yeah, well.
1: yeah. We went to Barnes & Noble this weekend for the first you did. time in a long time. Of course you did. Um, and we're in the manga section because there's like a huge shortage of, of manga right now because the, the printers are all jammed from, you know, the pandemic really fucked up the manga industry. And I think 2020 was the biggest year uh, ever. For the Western manga industry, it's like outsold like everything else. Um, but now you like can't get anything. It's like if you missed the volume when it came out, now it's just gone because um, they're so backed up with these printers. Anyway, so we go into Barnes and Noble to look around, and I I'm re- I get flashbacks to walking into the mall, going to the bookstore back when I was 12 13 years old, and me and Steve would go in, and I'd be looking for whatever manga I was into at the time, Bleach or Death Note or whatever the hell was popular, and they would always be like teenagers They're like older kids or adults, like <laughs> the weird guys like, like I am now, who would be there and they would just be really obnoxious, taking up a ton of space, like laying on the floor reading. And I'm like, come on, I'm just this one aisle. And now you're laying here with your whole n- huge nerd body. I'm a 12 year old boy. I'm trying to get by uh, or having like heated discussions about Goku or anime boobs or something. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it was the exact same thing. 15 years later, I'm in this manga section. And these two guys come over and they're just like browsing to talking to each other, no big deal. Uh, and then I see another woman, and by just everything about her, she's looking at her phone, she's sending texts, then she's browsing the shelves, texting back. I'm like, she's like buying manga for her kids right now. Like she's trying to figure out what <laughs> a volume her daughter needs. <laughs> and so she's working overtime. And these two fucking mouth breathers are breathing down her neck. Everywhere this woman steps, they're right there, being like, ah, oh, in this series this is more of a harem isekai where um oh, well this, this is best girl and uh in this chapter you actually get to see a photo of her breasts and um they're like Oof. fucking screaming at each other i'm over here texting steve just like what are you laughing about I'm like no, n- mind your business um wow <laughs> i'm just like dude no i would never say that um but i was like dude it's been like 15 years and the exact same people are still being super fucking obnoxious in the manga section of barnes and noble nothing has changed when we were 12 we were younger than them and we rolled our eyes at them because they had no decorum they had no idea how to act in public
0: no yeah, yeah um, they had no, no clue or they just didn't and now it's this they,
1: they don't fucking care i think that's the thing is people just don't fucking care and like they're having a good time i don't care but just like there comes a point where it's like dude like you're talking about something a little bit inappropriate i guess it's like right next to this woman who's just trying to fucking shop for her kid like give her a second give her some space to breathe before we start yelling about anime boobs again it's fine bro it's fine but keep it to yourself for a minute god so um,
0: my uh, my barnes and noble story <laughs> um that i have never told anyone as far as i'm as far as i know and as soon as autumn hears this she is going to just ruthlessly make fun of me about this but uh before her and i started dating um i would go to the local barnes and noble just looking at books or magazines i wasn't really into manga or comics at the time um i had put away my comics phase at the, by that point in my life because you know girls don't right, like comics right, right? Get, yeah. that's what i'm saying
1: when i when i was like halfway through high school i was like i'm too cool for manga but now exactly. here i am 30 yeah, yeah. and i'm
0: like <laughs> so uh i'm in the barnes and noble and i'm looking through like you know books or whatever and i see like the uh what what i guess you would interpret as like like the manic pixie dream girl right like mm-hmm. i see Ro- uh ramona flowers <laughs> in 2000 <laughs> yeah. in the year 2000 yeah. in baton Rouge, louisiana um and like have a conversation right um uh-huh. and am infatuated with this woman uh like in a probably a probably a really creepy and obvious way now that i think about it yeah. some 20 yeah. odd years later um we all make it, mistakes and then proceed to anytime i have the opportunity to go and scope out this barnes and noble at the exact same time on the off chance that this woman would show up at the Barnes and never saw her again in my life but like uh uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I definitely don't think it was stalking because like i, I didn't know her name
1: <laughs> like i didn't you were just trying to have another meet cute
0: <laughs> all, all i knew is that at one point in her life she was at this barnes and noble at like four o'clock on a wednesday so like four o'clock every wednesday i would show up at the fucking mm. Barnes and noble get a coffee mm. and you know read a pc gamer magazine and then like just uh, hope that i saw you know Roboto flowers thank god i I did not because you know thank god things you didn't thank bad. god you didn't <laughs> would have been not good oh youth, youth.
1: oh youth yeah. we laugh now but don't do that <laughs> yeah seriously don't, i mean it's just a
0: really bad thing to do like don't hit on uh anybody don't hit on anybody at their job like that's not a cool thing to no. do that no. was something that no. i did not realize for a long time like i, I was like oh yeah this is bad. I shouldn't do that. Not yeah, that when I'm...
1: you're young. You just you just don't know.
0: Yeah, and also not that I like hit on a lot of. People. I was terrified to, no. to get rejected. And, I, and so. I probably
1: would have done the same thing. Been like, oh, I'll sit at this seat in the cafeteria because such so, you know so and so from this yeah. class sits near here, and you know whatever. But, but I guess the thing that probably saved me um, is that I was very outgoing, but I was very afraid to like ever speak to anybody in public ever. Like when I when I go to Barnes and Noble, I ain't speaking to nobody. I open in my mouth. Um, you could just say, "Hey, Chris, for Monster of the Week, I love your podcast," and I'd be like, "Sorry, uh, sorry, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go." Uh, sorry, I, I need to go. Um, so that that probably saved me from ever being too creepy because I just I wouldn't I wouldn't engage.
0: <laughs> you want to talk about Supernatural since let's do it. We're now no, I'm just embarrassing um, myself about ways that I have been a creepy young man.
1: Hey, hey, we were
0: all young once. That's that's sometimes that's true. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, I don't even have my notes up, Crystal Roger Dude, I I came into this episode swinging, dude. I was like, I'm taking you all down. It's um, all going down.
0: It's not really a great episode. Like it's all right. But
1: I did. I mean, there was some good stuff. I mean, they always get me with the emotional bullshit. It's manipulation, is what it is. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Jeremy Greer. <laughs> This is
0: no, you can't do that, Chris. That's not the way this works. I just did this the other week,
1: too. All right, do it again, do it again.